Today we're going to talk about how we're both so pretty. Yes, and murdering <laughs> bees, bee murder. Potentially Botox gives you herpes. Uh, pancake boobs. Are we live on air? <laughs> I'm going to do it every time. We're rolling. Um, I'm covered in mud and you are an athlete who just got back. What What were you doing? A spin class or something? Orange Theory? I don't know what it is. Orange Theory. <laughs> well, I'm Leslie. My name is Heather. And yes, we just, we've both been working all day. Heather actually at her job, me at my body. Well, it's a lot to maintain. You're a, you're a stone called hottie. I appreciate that. As long as like the women who in my life think I'm hot, that's really what I'm going for. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. And speaking of women thinking that you're hot, last time I saw you, we did not record. We were at Pause Walk and it was our pause anniversary. It was our pause anniversary, And we celebrated with so many people and dogs. And I got all mushy on stage introducing you. It was a love fest. And we actually kind of made a new friend that you went out on a date with. I did. <laughs> I went on a girl date. I went on a girl date. And I felt all awkward about it, too, because I didn't know how you would respond to it. You thought I'd be jealous. I thought maybe. <laughs> So this is yeah. so this is really funny because you know how I talk to everybody. So I went up to another person uh, that was also at that event and introduced myself, said, hey, maybe we can work together in the future. Maybe I can help you out. And she was like, great, that's fantastic. Put your number in. So I did. And then I followed up with her later, like, hey, great to meet you today. Um, you know, yada, yada, yada. Right. And so you slid into her DMs. I did. <laughs> that sounded really dirty. That makes ooh. And I can see why you thought I would be jealous because this person is blonde and also in media. So we have a line that you have a type, Leslie. I, I must <laughs> I must have a type that looks exactly opposite of me. So in our little conversation, she said, Hey, would you like to get together sometime? You know, just like outside of the professional world. And I was like, absolutely. And then I had this weird feeling like, oh, somebody wants to spend time with me. And I feel like I just got asked out on a date. But not like I knew it wasn't in that manner because, you know, I always have to clarify that. This was straight. Yes. Um, but you were the first person I thought of. And I went, oh, wow. How am I going to respond to this? Because... Is this going to make Heather jealous, like, of our friendship? Like, I don't want her to feel like I'm discluding her or she's not, you know, part of it. And she's still my my main person here. So I'm pretty sure I texted you and I told you I just because I did make the plans. But I said, hey, I want you to know I'm going out with this person. And actually, I'm not sure if you're working right now, but I would really like you to come mm. and join us. And unfortunately, you were working mm -hmm. and I was sad about it. You were my first concern. I can see why you would think that I would be jealous because I am extremely jealous with my man friend. I get very jealous in part because I don't have a lot of people in my life and I make room for the really important people. And then the other people I see occasionally. So, so people in my friend's group. I might see or talk to once every few years, but I still consider them to be my friends. I just can't offer them a day-to-day -day level of friendship. But I've talked to you before about my jealousy issues with my man friend. But in terms of other relationships, like with you, I realize that I can't be a friend to you 
as often as you might need a friend because I'm very busy. As much as you are my best friend, I know that I am one of many of your friends and that is so okay with me. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you said that because when we did actually go out and I'll have to tell you because it did turn into like a bad date. Um, a bad date? A bad date. Well, it didn't end that way, but it was my fault and some weird stuff happened. And I just felt like, oh, my God, if this were like a date date and a man and I would have totally have failed. But I had made a comment when we were out together about going somewhere with 13 of my friends. And she was like, wait, were- I know where you were going with 13 of your friends. Where were you going? To the new kids on the block <laughs> mixtape tour. I was gonna let the NKOTB thing go this week, but you know, if you want to keep going there and keeping that alive, I will keep Jordan. I did check out where our listeners were from, and there is a nice percentage from Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Back to the story. We're trying to figure out where to go. We're both working in different places that day. We decided the best place is to meet downtown Seattle. I'm a Yelper. I use it. Um, I do Yelp sometimes, but not under my name. So don't look it up because you'll never find me. I find this restaurant. It looks really good. The pictures are good. The review's good. Perfect location. We decide to meet there. That's how I am. I take charge. So we get there. I sit down. Um, She got there first, so she chose the table. But as I sit there, there's all these little like fruit flies and gnats flying all around us. So I'm trying to be inconspicuous and like, you know, swat them away from me. And she's doing the same thing. And we're neither of us are saying like, dude, there's like flies everywhere around (laughs) our table right now. It was kind of weird. Did you yelp about this later? No. And I'll explain to you why. Okay. (laughs) So we sit down, we get our drink, then we order a cheese plate, which was good. The food was very good. But still, we're trying to keep the flies, like these little fruit flies, out of the food. So she starts telling me this story, and she's using her hands to talk, and all of a sudden she goes, ow, damn it. And I went, oh my God, what? Like, what what could have happened? We were just sitting at the table. Next thing I know, a yellow jacket is laying on her plate, kind of Mm. struggling, and her arm is already starting to swell up. And this bee came out of nowhere and stung her. I don't know. I didn't respond very quickly. Like, I was processing what had happened. And she goes, can you please, like, do something? Like, you're the vet tech. Grab an EpiPen. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I said, are you allergic? That was the first thing I asked her. She's like, no. And she's like, well, you're the vet tech. Can you do something? Like, get the stinger on and kill it and I went here I am trying to make a friend right Mm -hmm. and not have a weird reaction I'm trying to impress her but like I don't kill things like I save spiders like I I have a I can't say the word ambulance but I have a spider ambulance (laughs) I use I get them out and she was like I did get the little stinger thing like off of her but I felt this like pressure to kill the bee yeah and I did it I killed the bee because I felt like it was maybe going to die anyway. Because once they sting, don't they die? Some of them. Well, I had guilt and I took this glass and the bee was on the plate and I like smushed it. It didn't die right away. And then I looked at it and I I didn't want it to suffer. So I smushed it again. Did you say a prayer? I didn't, but I felt really bad because here I am a vet tech. I'm supposed to save things and I killed it. But I felt all this pressure. Like it had hurt her and I'm like, okay, this is my time to shine. (laughs) So I murdered the bee. And then I went over to the bartender and I'm like, hey, you know, do you have some ice? I think maybe that would help with the swelling. I told them what happened. No urgency here. Like no concern. Sorry. You know, that's really odd that there was a bee in here. You know, what can we comp you? Nothing. So they give us, you know, these fancy, 
you know, in the fancy bars, they'll give you like one giant ice cube. Like if you're getting like, yes, you know, a bourbon on the rocks. So we get a big fancy ice cube. They wrap it in this disgusting old dish towel. <laughs> I take it over. I'm like, here you go. And she's like, thanks. And then so she's holding us down. I'm like, are you OK? Because like we can totally call this a night. Like if you don't feel well, we can go home, whatever. She's like, no, I'll be fine. I mean, it hurts, but I'll be fine. But now I feel guilty and I'm a little embarrassed because I picked this place. Right. See, if I was a server in this situation, obviously it's not a food issue. They can't really control a bee that flies in. But I would have constructed some sort of adorable bee-themed cocktail and just brought it over for you guys and been like, here, I made this for you. It's called a yellow jacket. I hope that you can (laughs) have this drink and feel a little bit better about your experience. No, they were hard fail, I would say, (laughs) with how they handled it. Hard fail. Not even an E for effort, just an F for failure. Then somebody else comes over from the staff and they're like, hey, we can fix you up. We'll put some baking soda paste on it. And she's like, I don't know. Should I do it? Should I do it? And the girl's like, you'll feel better instantly. I'm like, go do it. And I'll just sit here and finish my drink. And so then the waitress does come over as the first aid is happening in another room. And she says, hey, would you like another round of drinks? I went, yes. In my mind, I'm thinking this is going to be free, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we not only do we have gnats everywhere, but like literally she got stung just sitting at the table. We weren't outside. We were inside. So she brings over the drinks and my friend comes back. Her arm is starting to swell. But, you know, she's like, I said, look, I got us more drinks. We don't have to eat here. We can leave. And I think she felt bad, too. Like she didn't want to say, yeah, let's go. Mm. But as I was waiting for her. I was not active on the swatting of the fruit flies and they start crawling into the little crevices of the bread on the cheese plate. Mm. So I'm done with the cheese plate. The guy comes over to bust the table. He's like, are you done? I'm like, yes, there's flies crawling around in the bread at this point. I don't want this anymore. My friend just got stung by a bee. Like this is not I was nice, but I'm like, this really hasn't been like a super positive experience. Mm. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm like, it's okay. It's, It's not your fault. So I'm looking around. There's actually a Blue Moon Burger across the street. And I'm like, do you want to go? Like, we can go to, there's another place down here. We can just go get a burger. And finally, I think she admitted it. And she was like, yeah, let's go. So I'm like, all right. We asked for the check. It takes forever. And then they come over. <laughs> I thought you were going to say four hours. It felt, like four. Four <laughs> it felt like four hours. It felt like four hours. And so the guy comes over, like the manager, and they give us the check. And I'm thinking they're comping the whole thing, right? Yeah. Like, it, all we got was two drinks and a cheese plate. He's like, we're so sorry about your experience, you know. But no, like, really sorry. It was, it's that time of year. We can't control the fruit flies. It's when you came in. Like, I don't know where the bee came from. I'm like, dude, I don't want to hear your excuses. Like, just comp the meal and let's go. Like, I'm... At that point, I would have maybe gone back there another time. No, they comped the cheese plate, which was the cheapest thing that we got. Hmm. And that was it. I'm like, in the midst of all of this, had told her I was a Yelper. She's like, do you actually write reviews on Yelp? I'm like, I do. I do. (laughs) I'm like, they're not all negative. Some are positive. She's like, are you going to Yelp this? And I thought about it and I didn't want to like embarrass her and make her feel like I'm some overly dramatic. Oh, I'm going to passive aggressive like social media person because I'm not so I didn't yelp about it but that doesn't mean I still can't and it's it's twirling around in my head so do, do you think that I should should I do it I think you either 
Yelp about everything or you Yelp about nothing. That's my advice. Because here's why I don't Yelp. I only like to say things that are positive. And it's funny because I'm in media. So a lot of times I do something in my personal life and people know what I do for a living because I don't keep it a secret. You know, when they ask me what I do, like I'm sitting in a tow truck and we're towing my car and the guy is like, blah, blah, blah. What do you do for a living? I'm not going to lie about it. But then later when they ask me for a Yelp review, it's like, well, you don't really want me to say that when my car came off your lift, it kind of came off hard because I wasn't happy about that. I don't negative Yelp review about anything. I don't know. I kind of feel like if I don't have anything nice to say. Now, if it was awful, like if I got raped at the restaurant, (laughs) you would Yelp about that. I would Yelp that (laughs) if it was like a real concern for the community. But also my feelings about Yelp review, we both volunteer in the rescue and the shelter system. And when I have read some of the reviews about the shelters and the criticisms that people have, I want to reach through the screen and strangle them because it's like, oh, boo-hoo, the person at the front desk was rude to you. Do you know how bad animals have it in, like, North Texas? I mean, don't give the shelter a one Yelp review because then people aren't going to go adopt from them when this is a shelter that has a five-day average stay for dogs. They're getting animals out. They bring transfers in. There's heated floors. They've got volunteers and foster homes and everyone's so well-loved because the person at the front desk was having a bad day because they probably saw something extremely sad right before you walked in. Like, come on. Yeah, I'm a middle-of-the-road Yelper. Yeah. So I don't comment on everything. And if I have a really great experience, I will comment on it. Mm -hmm. If I have a negative experience I will, depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm very self-aware that I'm not having a good day and maybe I'm putting that energy out there so I won't yelp. Like one time I think I was somewhere at a pizza place and the waitstaff was just super rude and Mm. condescending to my stepdaughters. And they were little then. I mean, they were probably maybe 10 and 11 Mm -hmm. and they didn't understand like what a sugar free, you know, like a Mexican Sprite was compared to a regular Sprite. Uh. And they wanted it in the bottle. And she brought the drink over and they were like, oh, and I guess the waitress asked like, oh, you don't like it? And my stepdaughter went, oh, no, I wanted the one in the bottle. And she was so, well, you should have asked for that. That's a Mexican Sprite. I'm like, oh, my God, she's 10. (laughs) Relax. Like, she doesn't know, you know, how to order, like, the margarita yet in the perfect way. Like, I... So I did comment on that because it was how they treated a child, which Mm -hmm. I think spoke to their business in general. Yeah. But I'm also prepared after something like that happens. I don't go back. I only will typically yelp if I'm at my point where I will not return to that establishment. My big concern after all that was this was going to reflect on me because I picked this place. So my relief was afterwards. She's like, we'll definitely do it again. I'm like, okay, are you sure? Like, I'll pick a bee-free <laughs> be free place next time. But it was good. And I met her again at Paul's Walk. So this must be my place to pick up women. Mm-hmm. Paul's Walk. So I'm there every well, year now. You're hot. You are, you know, very intelligent, compelling, kind. You are the full package of lady date material. So I'm not surprised that you picked up another blonde at Paws Walk. I'm just wondering when this is going to transfer over to the people I actually want to pick up. (laughs) And not the women in my life who I love dearly, but like that's kind of not where it's at for me. But one day. I'm just wondering who the next woman is going to be because, I mean, 
you're working on a collection now. A bench of women. Yes. A bench of women. Yes. I have a confession to make, and then I got to talk to you about the dream decoder person that I work with. Um, Your confession just made me nervous. I just have to tell you, like, my heart started, like, racing a little bit. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Like, did I do something? Uh, Immediately, I'm like, I hope that I did not hurt you in any way. Because Mm-mm. that's that's my big fear. I'm like, I hope I didn't do anything wrong and you're still my favorite person. No. Okay. No, my confession. One of the differences between the person that you hung out with and me is the person you hung out with is extremely fit and hot. And this has nothing to do with you, but it made me think of this. And that's why my head went here. Oh, I have to tell Leslie that I did the thing that we were going to put off. I can't take my forehead anymore. So I have made an appointment for a consultation to deal with my forehead wrinkle. And so that is my confession to you. I might be the first one of us that actually jumps onto the plastics wagon with an injectable. Well, just so Botox. you know. Uh, probably Juvederm. Oh, Juvederm. To fill, oh. to fill my forehead wrinkle. I don't think I need Botox because I actively for my entire life have been trying to keep my forehead relaxed. So I don't flex <laughs> it a lot. That's part of the reason why I wear sunglasses so often so that I don't squint. My issue is my wrinkle when my forehead's relaxed. So you went, we were bangs or Botox, so you decided against the bangs, so we're going to do Juvederm. I have a consultation. I support you. I think you're beautiful, and that's part of you. You do this. You're like, well, I'm not fit, and I'm not that, but that's not true. And every time I see you, I'm like, you look really good. I love this. I love that. Like, you look so cute. Like, you're so pretty. So, Well, I appreciate how sweet you are to me. It's not an act. You you know that I'm a fairly honest and direct person person. I get criticized for that on the regular because I'm direct. So So I'm gonna show you what my issue is. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean in and show you. You can stay on oh, your mic. I'm gonna come you to guys, you guys, it's happening. She's <laughs> leaning close in. You see my forehead. I see it. Okay, this is what I want her to look like. <laughs> okay. You see the I said, no. <laughs> that when I take my fingers and I push it up, that's what my forehead looked like five years ago before I went to Hawaii three times and got sunburned. And I know that. Do you wear hats? Well, I don't like hats um, in public. I mean, I wear hats when I'm a convertible top down because I get too much sun if I don't. But um, I just try to stay out of the sun in general. I got a lot of sun when I was young, like too much sun. The Hawaii sun that I got the last like few trips in the last five years kills it. I mean, Hawaii sun. I love Hawaii. But when I, I wear floppy hats in Hawaii. Well, I support you. I mm-hmm. think that we all need to do whatever makes us feel better and makes us happy on a day-to-day basis. If that makes you feel better. I mean, we've all been talking about it. So, well, you know, yeah. my being 38 and you're being 38 and, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, I have a consultation, so we'll see what happens. Um, I like how I just slid that lie right in there and I know, because no I'm reaction. actually 32. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the dream. I have a coworker who I love. I love her. She is like sage and wise and wonderful and a mom to the entire building. And right now, I bet you had no feeling that that would make me jealous. That's interesting. My first thing is I don't want to hurt Heather's feelings, but you professed your love and adoration for somebody else. No concerns. I'm not jealous. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Thank God. She's one of those alternative personalities where she's not new age. She's not a hippie, but she's just in touch with stuff and very open minded. So the other day I'm walking and she grabs me 
And she's like, I had a dream about you. I'm like, okay. And she tells me about this dream. Okay. So we are somewhere in like the woods with other coworkers who she does not remember who they are, but they were our coworkers. And we go to get in the car because this wooded area that we're in becomes extremely scary. But I refuse to go. I want to stay in the horror forest, basically. And she's so upset, but she respects my decision to stay in the horror forest. And then they drive away and they leave. And she's like, what does it mean to you? Now, most people tell you a story about a dream that they had about you. And they're like, oh, my God, I had a dream about you. Ha, ha, ha. Everyone laughs and walks away. But because she is this open-minded alternative person, you are not allowed to leave until you ingest the information have a feeling about it, and then share that feeling. Here's why I didn't want to share the feeling. I don't know why I was uncomfortable sharing it with her, and yet I'm okay sharing it with Romania, who's listening. Hello, (laughs) Romania in the house. (laughs) But I'm going to therapy, and I've been talking to my therapist about all sorts of things in my life. The combo platter of... The dogs that I have that are very difficult, that don't do well in public, some of my previous relationships that I've gotten myself into, and my shopping habits lead my therapist to believe that uh, that is my personality. She is a very hard, tough love therapist, which I like, but she's like, I just think that you want all the things that no one else wants. So when my coworker tells me about this dream, my first thought was... Of course I want to stay in the horror forest because I want to be where nobody else wants to be and that's where I'm happiest. But I don't want to go into this whole thing about, oh, I'm in therapy and that's those are my inclinations and I don't want the nice, trained, family-friendly golden retriever. Like, I want the murder chihuahua (laughs) that's going to attack everyone. But that's interesting. I wonder, because she has this alternative personality and perspective if she's picking up on some type of vibe from you and that's why she had that dream it's totally possible and so what did you do did you just be like i don't know shrug walk away how did you end it i gave her an abbreviated version i said well you know how i do a lot of animal rescue you know sometimes i feel like i'm in that scary forest when i'm at those really bad shelters picking up dogs to transport so the fact that i choose to go into those situations is probably why you had that dream and she's like she's just nodding and smiling like oh yes that makes sense cuz she doesn't wow, know how she- did you even just pull that out like that from nowhere like on the spot animals that's amazing i'm a good liar yeah <laughs> Well, if you Mm. believe your lies, it's really easy to lie. What else do you lie about? (laughs) I mean, my weight on my driver's license, we've already discussed that. And I have not lost any more weight since the last time we talked about how I'm going to be the best shape of my life soon. No, I'm still plateaued where I used to be. Actually, I didn't even I haven't weighed myself in like 10 days. So I don't even know what's happening now. I went to Chipotle on my way here. So (laughs) who knows what's going on? Yeah, but Chipotle isn't terrible. It's better than McDonald's. It's interesting that you haven't weighed yourself in 10 days, but I'm on this program where they tell you to weigh yourself daily. I like doing that because that's the only way that I can keep myself on track. Well, so I've been doing it, but the frustration is, okay, I start at one weight and then like I'll go down, like tick down. 
point one, point two, tick, 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 and then I'll have an uptick and a downtick. But really, I'm staying within the same two pounds. So I've been super frustrated, yet I'm eating better and exercising. So it's like we're almost doing different things, but it should be, how are you feeling? Like, how do your clothes fit? How do you feel? Like, well, I know I'm not doing well, and I don't know if this happens to you. I assume that it happens to other people. I haven't ever discussed this. One of the things I love about this podcast and our conversations is that they're magical. Yes. That's your word. And I love it. (laughs) Also, we talk about some of the stuff that people don't actually talk about. Here's one of those things that I normally wouldn't ever tell anyone. And I would just suffer is a strong word, but I would just experience through it and, and not discuss it. I can tell when I'm not eating well, and I assume that has to do with the salt that I'm ingesting, because when I'm not eating well, my boobs hurt. They hurt all the time. They are very sensitive, like when my dogs jump on me and they get their foot like in the wrong spot. So, yeah, my boobs have been sore for like 10 days since I haven't been paying any attention. And I assume that it's because I'm retaining water and I'm eating salty stuff like Chipotle, which is not a terrible thing to eat, but it is very salty compared to the raw carrot sticks that I was previously (laughs) eating. Right. But yeah, I don't know if other people experience that too. Like, I think it depends on how your body responds to different things. So first of all, my boobs are always sore because they're freaking huge. So any activity I do is like a lot of movement Mm -hmm. um, unless I have them strapped in, you know, like we're taking off on like some type of jet flight over there. It's terrible. But what I've started to notice is I get that there's celiac disease, right? Gluten intolerance. But when people start this gluten stuff or all this special, I I am like the eye roller, like, oh, my God. I don't know if that's because... I plan a lot of special events and the diet restrictions that I had to listen to. I mean, I get that people are allergic to peanuts and you can't have them out. I'm down with that. Mm -hmm. But the I need this and I need that. And oh, I I can't eat peppers or I can't eat olives. And then come to find out just because they don't like them, not Mm -hmm. because they're actually allergic to them. Mm -hmm. So I kind of felt this way about gluten, right? Everybody. Oh, I can't gluten, gluten, gluten. It's the worst thing in the world. I have been trying to eat better, which means less carbs, which means naturally less gluten. And what I started noticing is that when I'm eating gluten-laden products, my joints are starting to hurt. And I've been talking to people and there actually is something where, because it's inflammatory. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, wow, I'm having pain and what can I contribute this to? And yes, for the past two days, I had pasta or bread or whatever I've been eating was heavy in gluten. I believe you with the salt and I just think it's how you're body responds to things Mm -hmm. but the boobs thing I don't have because seriously like they're always sore I can I tell you something Suzanne said I'm going left Suzanne (laughs) I okay Suzanne I know you're listening we love you so much I want to send you a fruit basket so if you get one we're gonna find out what kind of fruits you like and we're gonna get it all we'll make it all pretty for her and happy and Mm -hmm. so I have to tell you this. I love it. You love Suzanne and you'll love this. You share the very, you know, personal information about the forehead and the Juvederm. And I 
personally and getting to the point where I'm tired of having like two bowling balls, you know, sitting on my chest when I'm trying to run and work out and do high intensity intervals or I don't know, laying down in my bed like I just want to be comfortable or I don't have to like put a bra on if the FedEx guy like knocks on my door because they're either down to my stomach or they're flowing everywhere. So I've been having this talk with my mom. I'm like, I don't know how much more I can take of this. And my mom is also like well endowed. We're, mm-hmm. we're smaller women, but well endowed. So grateful for that for a long time. But now gravity sets in. Things start to change. Mm-hmm. You get neck pain, back pain. I talked to my mom and I said, you know, I'm considering getting some plastic surgery done because it's to the point when I'm working out, I have to wear sports bras so tight that I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in class and my heart rate's up and I really can't get a deep breath. And I was wondering if it was from the weight. So I told her I was considering having them made smaller and I don't know, perhaps perkier. Mm -hmm. She's like, I totally get it. And so my mom (laughs) is like... 75. My mom has never had any work done. Nothing. Nothing. And she says to me, when I lay down now, one of them just lays right down next to me. (laughs) And I just started cracking up. It's just like my mom. And that's the cool thing about getting older and having relationships with your mom when you can just be open about things. And my mom always looks super cute. But, you know, she's in her 70s. Things change. Gravity hits. And she's very open about talking about those things. But just imagining her laying down and her saying to me, and one just lays right down next to me. (laughs) I just it was hysterical. It was like, Suzanne, you don't even know your little one liners that you have sometimes. She's inspiring a good Shark Tank idea. Do you watch Shark Tank? I've seen it. Yes. All right. We have to invent this and call it the Suzanne What if we make boob pillows so that when you lay down, your boobs are supported? Because I was just envisioning two little boobs, one with an L and one with an S for left or an R, not S, not Laverne and Shirley. (laughs) Or Leslie and Suzanne. Left and right. So you lay down and and when when your boobs do the pancakey thing, which everyone's pancake, there's little pillows waiting to support. And I'm acting it out to Les. You don't see me. I know. She's sitting here Sticking her chest out with one (laughs) hand on one side of the boob, one hand on the other, like lifting them up. And I'm sitting here thinking, great, that's a great idea. However, (laughs) if I'm in bed with like a man, even in my 70s, I don't want to say, oh, excuse me, can you hand me my boob pillow? (laughs) Like, I... I mean, is it really you get to that point and that's where life is? You need a boob pillow. So I'm going to give you one more piece of horrifying information. You have a boob pillow. No, (laughs) I don't have any padded bras, but I have bras that are stiff in a shape. So like there's no padding because I don't need padding. (laughs) Right. I never needed padding, but they're stiff into the cups. So I was laying down the other day. And it looked like my boobs were like a Barbie doll laying down like, but it was because of my stiff bra and my dog like bounds up onto the bed and jumps on me and lands on one of the cups and it just collapses under his feet and it scared him because he was expecting to land on like something hard and secure. And I just started laughing because it just feels like this dirty trick. I lay down and then my my boobs pancake out, but then the cups like still sit up there. <laughs> so it was hollow and empty. Yes. Because the girls were laying at the side. Yes. Because we need the boob pillows. Mm-hmm. All right. You, me and Suzanne, we're going to do it. Perfect. 
So now that we have opened this Pandora's box of alterations and musing about what we might consider, because, I mean, even though I have a consultation for my forehead, it doesn't mean that I'm going to do it. Because I read recently that you can get herpes from from Botox injections. What? Yes. Like 0.01%. How? Like dirty needles? Or how would that happen? There's something in Botox that like activates a herpes virus in your body. And I'm one of the very few people, and I apologize to anyone who's like, oh, I'm part of the 87% of the population that has herpes. But I am not. I went to get tested for everything. Are you lying? You said you're a liar. No, I'm not lying about this. <laughs> I'm just joking. And my boyfriend will tell you how effing crazy I am about because like for example I will not share drinks with someone and I've frequently stopped people from handing my boyfriend their drink when they're like oh this is good try it and I reach out as though I'm breaking hard and I'm not gonna let my child slam into the windshield no but I'll do that with the glass and I'm like herpes lives on inanimate objects for 15 seconds do not put your mouth on that like I freak out because I have successfully avoided all forms of herpes all the STDs for over three decades and I am not willing to get it because my stupid boyfriend tries somebody else's drink casually. That's impressive. So I'm not sure. So you're going to avoid Botox to avoid herpes. Yeah. (laughs) Because the 0.01% chance is enough for me to be like, "Uh -uh." uh-uh. I don't know if you're the person that's like susceptible to the 0.003% chance, but now you just scared me out of it. I'm like, Cause ew, like it's then I don't understand. Is it in your head or where does it show up if you're having the injections in your head? Well, what I read, I don't have a wrinkly hoo ha, so I don't need it down there. (laughs) Still young, beautiful. Damn. (laughs) I would say that it's probably that way because you are exclusive about who may enter. Super exclusive. (laughs) It's the most exclusive club you can be a member of. You need a secret knock. You need a key code. The full package. The full package. Yep. Um, So the article said that you can get herpes anywhere. So depending on where the injections are, most likely it was lip injections when you get your lips injected, like the smoker lines. I don't remember. Like So when you're getting those near your lip. But then they also showed a photo, which the Internet is great for those random photos that freak you out in the middle of the night. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you admitted I do a lot of middle of the night random photos. Okay, I feel better about myself now. Well, I'm taking random photos of my own self and then comparing them. And then I'm like, okay, that's (laughs) not it. Look, let me see. So, yeah, they did have a photo of like blisters on a forehead because apparently it will show up where the injection is, but it could show up, quote unquote, anywhere. Um, But then once you have it, you have it like it's in you. So I don't want it in me. So I don't know. We're going to see what happens. I would rather have wrinkles than herpes. (laughs) I agree. So here's what we learned today. (laughs) Girl dates can be just as bad as straight dates. Mm -hmm. Potentially Botox gives you herpes and Suzanne's boobs need their own pillow. Yes. All right. Bye. (laughs) we'll see you on tuesday well we won't see you you'll hear from us on tuesday (laughs) bye that that sounds very serious you'll hear from us